Hey, welcome to New Zealand Vegan Podcast, episode 18. I'm your host, Knuckles. This week, I wanted to shout out a couple more people. Definitely want to give a shout out to Randy Sandberg. He's actually helped me set up the interview with Gary Francione. And um, I never thanked him for that um, because at the time, I guess, I was caught up in the interview and then I forgot to you know, thank Randy. So I really want to thank Randy for all his help. Um, he's actually an amazingly talented guy. So, um, And I also want to thank Dan Kudahai. Probably don't know if I pronounced his name right. And um, he's wrote me a letter, uh, wrote me an email, and I just want to say thanks. And he has a blog. And Dan's blog is called On Human-Non-Human Relations. And I've got a link to my, I've got a link to it on my link list, and I recommend going there. Uh, I really like the latest entry about a bull uh, that uh, escaped, um, and Dan's observations about the reactions. I love the uh, description of the, the way that, um, just his insights into the general. Uh, hypocrisy of it all and yeah I really recommend going there and, and reading uh, his blog and we have another great abolitionist vegan blog out there and somebody else spreading these ideas and it's amazing how many people there are it's very very good to know so I really appreciate you getting in touch with me I really do thank you and then also, I wanted to talk, I wanted to mention another uh, podcast that people have been telling me about. They've been saying, you have to go listen to Colleen Patrick Goodrow. I, th- I think that might be how you pronounce it. Colleen Patrick um, Goodrow. And anyway, she has the Food for Thought um, webs, uh, podcast, um, which Everybody, a lot of people have actually written to me and said, you really have to listen to this podcast. And I haven't, I haven't done it yet just because I've been um, studying and I haven't done a lot of things um, lately. Uh, but I finally finally had a look. Yeah, Colleen Patrick Goodrow from Compassionate Cooks. And everybody that has listened to it has told me, you know, it's an amazing podcast. And um, she's been doing it for about three years. And I am totally going to listen to all of her episodes. Um, one of the things that I think is fantastic is if you go on, oh and I've put a link to it on my blog, I've called it Food for Thought, if you go on iTunes uh, and there's 255 reviews for this podcast, the thing I really like about these reviews is um, these people, a lot of people who wrote reviews were people who just said the way that this you know, compassionate attitude towards life and the information is presented in such a non-judgmental, um, everybody hates being preached to, um, obviously, I mean, that's a big issue, and every single person who, I mean, the, the, the reviews are just spectacular, she says, there's one here that says, let me say this, I am not a vegan or even vegetarian, And honestly, that is the last thing I'd ever thought I'd even consider. But Colleen, through this incredibly well done and inspiring podcast, is making me think that perhaps I can give up meat. She doesn't come off preachy in the least. And listening to her, I never once felt that she was talking down to me or shaming me. 
there's so many reviews like that and that's just lets everybody know um, myself included you know um, and as a person I am aware of that in my own self we people don't like they're very touchy <laughs> people are very very touchy so yeah um, just I have a lot to learn from this person Colleen obviously and I'm dying to listen to her obviously she's got a great approach everybody just says that um, you know there's people here who weren't ve- who weren't even vegetarian who've gone vegan listening to her so this is perfect I mean what more could we want that this is the type of activism and I just think that you know anybody who you know doubts that vegan activism talking about it learning how to talk about it in, in a way and obviously Colleen is incredibly well informed about diet she's well informed about um, nutrition she's well informed about animal issues she gives very detailed about exactly the practices involved and describes them apparently from the issue I heard anyway and um, this is working there's 255 reviews on here for this podcast and she's one of the top uh, podcasts on veganism out there and the thing that I really love about these reviews is like I say it's um, yeah it's a must for anyone who isn't vegetarian yet it says it's very, very inspiring to me to, I wish I had done this sooner, people were telling me about it and I, I really haven't got any excuses, I'm studying for for an exam and my time is, is a little bit limited at the moment, but yeah, I will listen to all, she's got over 100 episodes and I'm definitely looking forward to listening and learning from her just because of the positive way that people respond that's so important you know you can turn a person off for life uh, if you have the wrong approach and you know all, so many of these reviews I haven't had a chance to read them all I just started reading them now we're, we're, we're really stressing these people were saying how important it was to them to not be preached to and to not be shamed and, and, and to be so and I hope that that's I mean that's what I I I, I want to learn from this woman, obviously, because that's what I'm aiming for. That's what I want to do when I talk to people. And um, I don't have the knowledge, uh, you know, the detailed knowledge and things like that that um, Colleen has. I don't know how long she's been a vegan for. I don't know much about her, but, um, yeah, just if you're interested, uh, if if you want to hear what's apparently, obviously, in a very well done podcast and the music at the beginning is really really nice as well and um but yeah it's it's um so inspiring you see that's that's what we need is is things like that out there and it really just goes to show how effective and all she does is talk about it she goes on i mean obviously she's doing cooking classes and is extremely informed with regard to cooking and nutrition and don't know much else about her i'm going to learn a little more about her but you know her podcast is just that it's just a podcast talking about animal rights talking about veganism and um look at the incredible response that she has had people have actually gone vegan listening to her Uh, people who are going vegan who are transitioning towards vegan are very positively influenced by her to continue to go towards veganism I think it's called vegetarian food for thought is the full name Um, so I'm not sure how that comes into it Um, I don't know much about compassionate cooks Um, they do say they're vegetarian and vegan Colleen is definitely a vegan she's talking about veganism so I'm thrilled it's it's empowering it's you know it's just more proof that this is this is the type of activism that really can you know really works um 
I'm glad for people for telling me about that. And um, when I'm done with all my studies and things, I want to go out there and do a little more searching uh, for other um, things like this. Um, because there's a lot more out there than I realized. I never really took the chance to look too much for other things. I just kind of started doing this, um, mostly, like I say, because I'm trying to be a voice. And, yeah, there's a lot of people doing this, um, but not nearly enough. So if you are interested in in uh, helping animals, I really think that uh, it's a really good way to go um, listen to Colleen because she's obviously doing the right thing because that she's influencing people in a positive way and to go vegan by the sounds of it no compromise and, that, and that's what it's all about and that's the only way to stop animal exploitation is to go vegan there's just no other way I remember um, I was talking to somebody about the fact that I'm that not only did I go vegan and recently and I'm still learning about it but also I am not um, I'm I like things like beeswax and um, you know honey and things like that I don't I am a 100% vegan um, because um, for me uh, it, it, it does me it I mean for me it's it's a no compromise thing but I am also I wouldn't be so quick to jump on somebody's throat if they were using honey uh, I would try, I would talk to them about it the way I talk to everybody about anything, um, but it's not something I talk a lot about. I don't talk a lot about honey. I don't talk a lot about wax on the show, um, but myself, uh, I will not have anything on purpose uh, that is not vegan in my life because I'm trying to be an activist about it and I need to be consistent, 100% consistent, so I try to be very, very careful the more that I learn, I mean, there were things I didn't realize when I first became a vegan. You know, I discovered things along the way. I didn't know that um, there's this little bug that they crush up to put in makeup to make it glittery. can't remember the name of it, but I'm sure a bunch of you know what it's called. Well, I'll look up the name otherwise so other people can learn. Right, it's called carmine. Uh, another way, the scientific name, I guess the Latin name is cochineal. C-O-H-I-N-E-A-L. It's actually a, a living creature. So, you know, I didn't know those things. My mineral makeup that I was using um, had um, those those little bugs in it. Um, but I am, because I'm an advocate, I remember somebody said to me, well, you know, is it, you know, why are you so strict on yourself? <laughs> I mean, that's a bit of a silly question, really, but... I just said to them, look, you know, if I told you that I was fighting against slavery, if I had, but I said, I'm, I'm anti-slavery, I, I completely think slavery is wrong, um, except for I have these little, these little slaves, they're all under four feet tall, and they all have green eyes, and those are the only kinds of slaves that I use, but, you know, all other types of slavery I'm against, but, uh, except for my little four feet tall green-eyed slaves, because, you know, I need them to do my, you know, my weeding or whatever, and I'm like, would, I tell the person, you know, would you take me seriously, you know what I mean, and, and he said, well, yeah, obviously no, so, um, when it comes to my own personal life, I'm, because I'm trying to be a representative, um, to everybody, um, but if I meet a vegan who um, uses honey, I would I would definitely talk talk to them about it um, and say, well, you know, uh, if you really really think about it, it's not the right thing to do. But I would expend a lot more energy talking to somebody who eats meat than I would expending energy talking to a vegan. Well, they're not really a vegan if they use honey, but um, 
I hope I'm making my point here. You have to be completely consistent if you want to be a spokesperson. Um, that's that would be what I would say, and that's what I try. That's what I try to do. Um, I still find myself using animal metaphors. I I keep saying I'm not going to do it, and then I listen to myself, and I've done it again. And I did. I even sent an email to someone. So all these little things. Um, I'm just trying to catch myself because I'm just aware that um, you know I don't have to deal with complicated uh, arguments with people who are trying to. Uh, point the finger or who are trying to combat who are trying to sort of point out negative things who might not like like what we're doing and try to look at the negative side of it um, we have to give them as little ammunition as possible but anyway what I wanted to talk about today was um, what it, what's it, what it's like it's another aspect of, of life that we all go through and it's it's jobs it's it's making a living and um, I really envy people who who have a hundred percent vegan sort of job uh, if there if there is such a thing, um, I'm sure there is. Um, I would say you know uh, professors who teach you know you know animal rights um, in schools and you know who their 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 job is 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 vegan. Um, whereas uh, for example, when I first went vegan, um, I had been working on the weekends uh, in a restaurant where I was working uh, Fridays, Saturday, Sundays. And I was um, serving non-vegan food, and I saw Earthlings, and I became vegan during that time. And I continued working there. I was saving. I was working seven days a week, um, sort of really in a desperate sort of um, trying to get enough money to bring um, my companion animal uh, to the New Zealand. And it's very, you know, they treat animals so differently. Then they treat us. I mean, that's an obvious thing to say, but it's you know it's very hard to bring an animal into New Zealand, especially a uh, companion animal or any animal. Um, there, there's no rabies in New Zealand, and the you have to do about a year's worth of veterinary visits, and it's quite a lot of money. It's literally thousands of dollars, uh, thousands of US dollars. And in fact, it probably cost more for me to bring uh, my baby here than it did to bring me here, which um, is just because of the way that you know animals are. Um, you know, they're put in a crate on the bottom of the plane, and and you have to pay for a shipping company to do it, and they have to be have a microchip shoved into her into her body. Um, you know, for all these purposes, you know, you, know, you got to do these things if you, if you care. I mean, I had nobody to leave her with, um, so that would be an example in this current world of necessary suffering, in my opinion. Um, taking her to the vet all those times and having to her to get the rabies injections and then the return rabies injections and then, I mean, I don't even know if they were vegan. I mean, it's highly unlikely that they were um, and getting the microchip put into her body and it was very painful as you can imagine so, and um, you know those are the only that's the only way that I could bring her to brought her here with me and then she had to be in quarantine for a month um, and the alternative was well to abandon her or to have her put down which I as long as I pay for it they'll kill her and um, other than that um, I could have really tried to find somebody that I trusted to look after her but I didn't. Um, none of my close friends, who I adore, um, I would. They didn't want her anyway, and um, and you know she's a very, uh, very sensitive, um, very different cat. She's she's not, she's not your average easygoing kind of cat. She's extremely. Uh, she's been traumatized from 
a lot of years of abuse, and she's finally just gotten used to me, so the last thing I was going to do was, was leave her, but um, anyway, I don't know what to talk about now. Do I talk about companion animals, or do I talk about work? I think I will talk about work, because I start, that's what I started talking about. So there I was, vegan, and I had to serve all this food, and yeah, the worst thing about it was that most of it got thrown in the garbage, and when I had seen and woken up to the suffering, and had my eyes opened, and finally woke up and saw it with clarity, and then I was watching all of the products be thrown in the garbage, um, it's, it's just, um, it's yeah, it's 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 a pretty traumatic experience for a brand new uh, vegan to go through. But um, you know, the worst thing that I mean, you know, it's it's not traumatic. I mean, my trauma doesn't compare to the these animals who's were being tortured their whole lives just to end up, you know, in a restaurant uh, or in the garbage. Uh, but um, it is difficult sometimes. And now that I'm and so, for example, my sound engineering, I won't do that for advertising and TV anymore. Um, because it conflicts with my ethics. So uh, even if I could get a job in New Zealand as a sound engineer, which I really don't have the resources to do, it would take away a lot of hustling and a lot of capital and stuff because there's not a big market down here. Um, I, I wouldn't do it because 9 out of 10 jobs I wouldn't do. Uh, 9 out of 10 adv advertisements on TV are some kind of animal product, uh, shoes or clothes and most of it's food or you know, all those kinds of things, so just, I couldn't do it, I remember after I, in the last couple of months of my job, because I became a vegan, and uh, I saw earthings in like October, or something, and I was working seven days a week, I started working seven days a week in like September, all the way through to January, and I left, I left New York in February, so it was basically that, f during that time, and the first month or so of that time, I went vegan, and um, and during that time, we got a commission from a deer hunting uh, show. It was a show on deer hunting. And we did the advertisements for it. And I refused to do it. Well, I mean, my boss, I mean, he's, he's a very good friend. And he, um, he knew I was leaving. Um, uh, I didn't want to be in the room while they were mixing it or anything. But, you know, I did, I burned the CDs and I did... I mean, I still worked on it. I still worked on it, and um, I didn't want to work on it anymore. I didn't want to work on it, um, so I just knew right then and there. I was like, "Well, this career is, you know, it's over, and that's fine. I don't want to do it anymore anyway. Advertising is an awful, it's noisy and it's unethical, and so I'm glad to be out of it. But you know, now that I'm sort of, well, I'm starting like, okay, what am I going to do with my life? Because I need to earn money because I need to take care of my baby. I mean, I have a, an animal that completely depends on me. I mean, she's what keeps me going sometimes. It's like um, I need to have a safe, quiet home for her. She's, you know, very uh, special. <laughs> she likes her peace and quiet. She's um, She doesn't go outside. She came from New York City. And, um, you know, I can't... Um, I mean, I have to have a, a roof for us. It's like a child, you know, you, you have to provide for them, pay for them. If she gets sick, I need to be able to pay for it. So, you know, I need to work and not to mention my, my, my own self. So what do I do? What do I, what am I going to do for a job? Well, I'm not going to do restaurant work anymore. That's just out of the question. Um, you know, I just wouldn't be able to work in a restaurant unless it was a vegan restaurant. Um, you know, even working in a vegetarian restaurant is 
would be hard for me. I do, I do get very, very troubled around any food that's animal product. I just do, I just cannot uh, see the difference. But um, however, you know, I would probably be able to work in a vegetarian restaurant a lot more easily because I'd be hitting on everybody in the restaurant to go vegan <laughs> if they came in and they were vegetarian. I always think that vegetarians are a little more open to the idea because they're already considering some, there's some reason why they stopped eating whatever it is that they cut out of their diet and you've got to sort of uh, capitalize on that. And so they may be more open anyway, but I don't want to work in a restaurant in the restaurant industry um, and at the moment I'm temping and I'm doing a lot of receptionist work which is like corporate jobs and just answering the telephone and things like that and I told the temp agency um, obviously New Zealand is a very very big producer of dairy products well we're a producer of so many animal products wool butter cheese um, the flesh of cows um, uh, for export it's mostly I would say lamb meat you know sheep sheep uh, products and cow products um, but we kill a lot of pigs because we eat them here um, so I told the temp agency that you know I won't work for Fonterra which is a they are big big uh, sort of exporter of I mean there's a bunch of companies here but that's one that comes to mind but I won't I won't work for them I won't even answer the phone in their corporate office I just I just won't um, but you know I can't uh, that's just because I'm lucky enough where I could tell them, I could just say to them, well, I don't want to do that. Um, I remember one time on Vegan Freaks, they had um, somebody wrote to them and asked them a question and said, look, you know, what would you say to somebody who was a vegan but who was working in a non-vegan job? And I think their answer was really great. I can't remember what episode it was. Um, it was in one of the more recent ones. Um, I'm sorry that I didn't check that out. I didn't um, think of it until now, but uh, maybe I'll get back to it. I'll have a look and get back, but I don't want to lose my train of thought. But their answer was really good. They said, "Look, you know, if you if it's a if it's that or starvation and, and homelessness, um, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, we live in a non-vegan world, and that's why we're trying so hard. That's why when I keep saying I'm, I, you know, we're all part of the problem. I mean, if we want to make a difference, we all have to make a difference because we're all part of the same problem. Um, you know, it's very, you know." we're working in these jobs I mean I'll give you an example even though I told them I won't work for any um, you know of these uh, any of these companies that do any kind of animal agriculture or any kind of animal product I won't do so I worked for the post office I've done I did work for the bank um, just you know office work or whatever until I sort of figure out what I'm going to do and I also did work for Air New Zealand but you know um, I'm sure that they sponsor or they put invest money into some kind of thing that I don't want them to. I mean, these are multinational, you know, multi-million dollar corporations. These are big corporations. So either way, I'm probably working for them in some way. And um, so it's, I wish, I wish I could just completely not be part of it. But the reality is the only way that that's ever going to happen, that we can all, uh, you know, all of us um, feel comfortable is if we get enough, uh, you know, um, if we change, you know, if we just shift the moral paradigm, which is what, what things like, you know, it really can happen, and then that's that's why I'm I'm still doing this, and I think about these things because I really do clearly see this, uh, you know, this alternative to the way that we to the way that we live, and that's the world that I want to live in, and that's not the world I live in, but I am going to try to get the world or be one of the people who at least helps to try to get enough people to think about there being a world like that, um, because it's just so important to me. Uh, it's important to everybody who who thinks about these issues, and you know it's all about the animals. Um, 
uh, I even when I'm when I'm doing reception. Um, sometimes they they ask you to order lunch that you know because you, when you're doing the reception you have to answer the phone and you have to oh you know do all kinds of annoying things <laughs> um, and you have to they say oh you know we're having a meeting in the boardroom on the twelfth floor and we want you to order lunch oh you know just the usual sandwiches and la 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 and they usually have their preference oh we like the sandwich platter number twelve you know for ten people and we want some sweets and cakes and things and I'm just sitting there thinking I don't want to order this stuff and I really want to tell these people look I'm only going to order vegan food <laughs> vegan food for you and um, uh, I wish that I could just say to them uh, no I refuse you know you have to eat <laughs> you have to eat vegan food and well uh, I think that they probably I haven't tried it. I'm too scared to not get hired. I'm too scared to not get, keep this job, and I'm very much living um, from job to job at the moment. And so I, I have had to do it. I've had to order their their one time. I had to order some sandwiches for one job. I've managed to avoid it in all the other jobs, thank goodness. Um, but you know, I mean, even making somebody a coffee. I mean, I swear, uh, I just did a course, and we were sitting around and oh oh and I have to tell you about something else that happened this is really really telling but anyway I did a course and I'm like does anybody want a coffee and I offer everybody a coffee and I just say to them you I said I just left your coffee over there you can help yourself to uh, you know put in it whatever you want because I don't even want to pour the milk in their coffee <laughs> I don't even want to pour it in there for them um, so definitely you know you're always having to deal with these things and I'm and I want to be an interpreter I want to I'm trying to train my to get my Spanish to a level where I can actually be an interpreter, and I have very very long way to go, and I actually have two week two months in which to study for this very intensive interpreting exam, and I've already I already know that once I get that degree, once well, once I get that certification, I can pick my work, and I want to help immig immigrants, and I want to help people, but I won't do anything I mean I will be able to say no if, if somebody says to me oh we need you to come and interpret for um, you know we have a lot of relations with Chile so oh you know the the, the trade of, of our will you know to Chile or something like that we want you to interpret you know at, a, at a, some sort of business meeting I would just say uh, no you know I, I, I wouldn't have to give them a reason if I didn't want to um, there's not a lot of work out there so um, I'd be I'll be missing out on a lot of work because probably a lot of the work's going to be that, but I'll have the luxury, I consider it a luxury in this world, to be able to choose to not do these things that do compromise my integrity. I certainly don't want to help the, the relationship, but I certainly don't want to, you know, contribute to the um, trade of, of wool um, or, or meat or anything like that, so I'll be able to say, no, I'm not going to do that, and um, that will be really, really nice. Um, and I am lucky enough that I have... You know, I'm working for these big temp agencies and um, they've just been finding me work where I haven't had to do anything that directly upsets me. I mean, you know, this uh, is really purely self-interest because, um, you know, whether or not I do the receptionist job at Fonterra or somebody else does the receptionist job at Fonterra, it doesn't have the same effect as if I don't buy, you know, if I don't buy the products. I mean, somebody's going to do that job. So this this particular issue is really just for for myself, um, you know. But well, with regard to the trade, you know, somebody else is going to do that. You know, until we educate enough, you know, until we educate enough people, somebody else is going to take that job about the the wool. Um, 
you know, the wool exports between Chile, if I don't take that interpreting job, somebody else will take it. Somebody who's, who is not vegan and who doesn't, who won't even consider the issue. So, um, yeah, and I was at this course and part of what we have to do is we have to learn how to speak confidently and we have to learn how to speak publicly in front of a group of people. And I was, um, and I'm usually lately or ever since, I don't know. I've gotten I've gotten some confidence that I didn't know. Maybe it's my age, or just because of uh, being in New York and people are, you know, outgoing. I used to be very, very, very withdrawn and shy, and oh, but now uh, I can stand up in front of a group of people and talk. Thank goodness, because I want to do more of it. And um, and we were standing outside, ready to go in, and one of the people on the course has all this land up north, and the other person said, "Oh, you have all this land. You know how wonderful." and and then she said, well, you know, my husband, it's my husband's family's land and they have an enormous farm and we just have a little farm compared to them. And um, and they said, oh, well, you know, what do you farm? And she said, oh, beef cattle. And um, and then that very same day, we were invited uh, by the uh, instructor, the, by the teacher of this interpreting course that I did, this sort of intensive course. She said, okay, the one of the exercises we're going to do today is you're going to write a speech about something that's very important to you and you're going to present it to us. I immediately thought, this is my opportunity to tell all these people I'm vegan and why. This is my opportunity to practice in, in only five minutes to, to, to make an effect, to, do, to hopefully wake something up in their minds, right? That was, I was like, this is a test, you know, I'm going to do this. And I wrote out my little synopsis and I found that, I found that I was, if, 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 I, if that woman hadn't said that she was a beef um, cattle farmer, I w wouldn't have, I do not think I would have had this reaction. The whole time I was writing my little speech, um, I, my heart, when I get nervous, I get really, really nervous. My heart was beating, my hands were shaking, I was shaking, and I kept counting 10, and everybody else was getting up and doing their little speeches, and it was going to be my turn to get up and talk about veganism, and I was sitting right next to this woman, and we were working together, and, you know, I couldn't understand my reaction, and uh, why I was so nervous, I guess it's because... Like I say, I, I haven't, I just haven't had the opportunity to um, really practice this uh, interaction with people directly. I mean, with this podcast, um, I talk to the air, and then if people listen and they like the way it comes across. Um, then they can listen and hopefully get inspired or, or, you know, if they're already doing it, they can let me know, hey, we're doing this over here and come and have a look at our website. And so it's a networking and all that stuff. But, and I have been challenged a couple of times. Um, you know, some people leave some really, you know, insightful comments as well. And I actually wanted to, con there was another comment that was left. Um, there's a lot to talk about, but uh, I'm trying not to get sidetracked. Um, I've got, I've got the rest of my life, so I need to just stay on track. So this week, okay, um, I'll just briefly tell you that my reaction to this was, it was just phenomenally bad, and um, and I just don't know why. I really don't know why. Um, I certainly wasn't going to not talk about it just because you know she did. Uh, that was how she made a living, but it affected my effectiveness. And I got up. <clears throat> now everybody said I did fantastic job, but I certainly didn't say the things I wanted to say. Um, I wrote a little synopsis. And um, I basically got up and I said, um, you know, I want to talk, I'm going to talk today about veganism. And I just sort of said some of the things like, you know, um, how, why I think we, sh you know, we don't need to use animals for fur. We don't need to use animals for their wool. We don't need to use animals for their meat. And I was, this whole time I was shaking and I just don't know why I was shaking so much. It was because this woman was there. 
I don't understand what happened. And I looked at her. I was trying to look at everybody in the eye because I really, really wanted these people to think about it. I mean, I'm, I was like, yes, I have an opportunity to talk about veganism. All right. So I got up and, and I, I got to the point and I looked and, it, and I said, one of the things I wrote is I said, it is not a direct attack on people and their way of life because it's not. You know, it, that's why we don't want it to come across that way. It's not a direct attack on people and their way of life. Unfortunately, the actual implementation of veganism is going to directly affect uh, people's way of lives, just like the, all the slave owners in the south of America had to stop using slaves to make their cotton. Um, but it's not, a, it's not a, you know, an, an attack on them. We have to work with them. You know, we have to help these people find other ways to use their land and to farm, you know, the, the products, that, the, the plant food that we can use to sustain ourselves and things like that. It's not a matter of, uh, you know, it, I mean, I'm merciless about it. I will not take any excuses. But I still, I looked at her when I said that. I said, it's not a direct attack on people, on individuals and their ways of life. And then I continued talking, and, and it got to the point after I said that, I, I couldn't even, uh, I didn't even get to finish, because I, 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 my voice started to shake, and I, and, I told the te- and I told everybody, oh, I'm so nervous. And the teacher said, oh, no, you did great. Um, you stay up there for another five minutes, and everybody in the room is going to go vegan. And I said, that's the idea. But anyway, it was over. It was, that was it. I didn't get a chance to talk anymore, because I cut myself off. And I went and sat down next to... Um, to this lady, and you know, everybody looks at me with different eyes. Uh, everybody was looking at me with 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 a new with a new eye. You know, they 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 found out something about me. Um, that, you know, and they all knew what vegan was. I mean, these are you know, some of these people speak five languages. They're highly educated um, with regard to scholastic ability. Um, they're they're just been lucky enough to have come from perhaps wealthy families, and so these you know are. Um, uh, sort of a studious people, and um, they um, are well traveled. You know, there was people from all over the world there, and and they all knew what vegan was, which was very comforting. Because I did the first thing I said was, "Does everybody know what a vegan is?" And they all said yes. And I said, "Well, that's really good." And then afterwards, um, I stopped being nervous as soon as it was done. But I, I don't know. Maybe somebody has some insight on how I can beat those nerves. And so after that. Uh, we went and had lunch, and I had a lovely lentil um, stew that I'd made with French lentils and some tomatoes, and um, it was really delicious, actually. And it was hot because it's getting cold here, and it was a cold and rainy day, and I heated it up in the morning because I don't like microwaves, and I took it in, and I tipped it out. And then the lady said, oh, that lentil stew smells so good. And, you know, I have to say that when... I don't know how, I mean, your intuition is one thing, and this is all conjecture because I really, we didn't get it, we didn't, we were so busy talking about this interpreting course that my veganism didn't come up anymore. I certainly hope, when I when I came home, of course, that night, I had a fantastic speech that, I mean, next time I get that opportunity, I already know what I'm going to say, and it's going to be better than what I said. So there we go, I did get something really good out of that because I wanted to tell them, I wanted to say to them, if, and I want you, and when you go home tonight and you sit down to your meal, and you eat your, you know, your chicken or your fish. Or I really wanted them to think about it when they went home for dinner. And I feel like that what I did was made them think about it for that moment. And then they weren't going to 
think about it after that. That's the impression I got from from myself. So I'm constantly trying to work, and I I feel like that's what would have happened. They would have thought about it at that moment, and then afterwards they wouldn't have thought about it. Whereas I want them to think about it after I'm gone. I want them to think about it every time they sit down to eat. That's what you need to get people to do. And um, I don't think I got there, but ne- next time I know a little better what I'm going to say. But you know, I felt I felt this energy from this woman that. She was very, very interested, and I, you know, I think that there are a lot of people. I mean, she was married to a guy. She probably loves him very much. His families are farmers of of animals. They've been farmers for generations. But there are, I know, there are a lot of people working in those industries. Maybe married to people who work in those industries, or whatever, who are troubled, who are troubled by what they do. And I saw something in her eyes. And um, I'm going to uh, email everybody on that course because I want to keep in touch with them because they do what I want to do. I want to be an interpreter and they're all interpreters. And I want to reach out to them. And, you know, I'm really, um, I was hoping that she would come to me and say something. Um, I didn't go to her and say, um, it was just a coincidence that she had mentioned that she was a beef cattle, you know, worked on a beef cattle uh, farm. Um before we got the chance to do the speech, uh, maybe if she didn't, that would have been more effective. Because for some reason, it made me very nervous. But I saw something in her eyes, and I don't think I was imagining things. And I'm sure it's there are a lot of people who are troubled by what they do. Um, they are troubled by it. Um, she's a woman. Maybe she her family didn't do that, and she married into it. But something about her. So anyway, we'll see. I don't know if it's another missed opportunity. But anyway, I got way off track. I was talking about work. So, um it's it's a really difficult thing to do when you're um when you don't have the luxury of choosing to be in a vegan job. Um you have to make a living and unless you are uh, I think it is a luxury for people to be able to completely choose to do vegan industries and um or to work in places where there's I mean, I can't think of very many jobs that are like that, and there's, I mean, I could, I could do a really deep think about it, but I myself, I have limited, um, skills, um, like I said, when I was young, I was pretty much a waitress and a bartender, I was just like a partier, really, and, um, and then I finally decided to get a degree, and I got a degree in music, um, but mostly with sound engineering, and I would totally go back and be a music, music sound engineer if I could, I mean, that's no problem at all, uh, but I just don't have the resources, and you have to sort of, pay your dues, I mean, you work for free, I mean, it's, unless you're a top mix engineer, which I'm not, um, even though you have some pretty big names on your resume, it doesn't matter, it's just, uh, it's, uh, I don't have the capital, and I don't have the, uh, yeah, I don't want to work, uh, you know, 80 hours, and four days, and sleep on the couch, and all those kinds of things, so, but, um, so that, that skill that I got, I, I got this alone, and I have this enormous debt to be a sound engineer, and I was working in radio, television, advertising, and, um, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I would like to use my, my skills to do, you know, to help, uh, anything to help promote abolitionist veganism. If they need a sound engineer, or, you know, if they need somebody, I'll do it. So I can volunteer these things. Um, but I'm not going to work in advertising anymore, um, unless it would be all vegan. <laughs> so, 
yeah, I have to find a new career, and um, I really am hoping. You know, I all I can do is hope. I mean, I am not in a position to be very choosy at the moment. Um, at the moment, I've been lucky. I, like I say, I've been fortunate to have these jobs where I'm just a receptionist for Air New Zealand, so I can feel better about it. Um, this is a selfish thing that I'm talking about, really. I think uh, I don't think that it's actually doing any, making any real difference, but it certainly makes me more comfortable. Um, if I if I was at the point of really being desperate and they rang me and said, you know, this is the only job we have for you and it's working, you know, I don't know, doing what, something where you're having to deal directly in a shoe store or, you know, in a, in a, working in the corporate office of somebody who makes leather goods or something like that. And it was a, it was a choice between looking after my baby um, properly um, or, you know, doing this job, well, that's a dilemma, you know, that we always have to face, and we, we are surrounded by those dilemmas, um, that's why we need to change the world, uh, I don't want to be part of that anymore, I don't want to even have to face those dilemmas, um, I'm going to have to until, you know, the day I die, but, um, it's, um, it's, I think it's a big thing, and I think that when you, when you are, you know, when you think about these things, it can be very troubling. Um, I know somebody in Auckland who's temping as well, and he's very, very strict about what he does. Um, and they're struggling, you know, financially. Um, and he's very, very committed to his veganism, and he won't do jobs that are in any way perpetrating or contributing to some sort of industry. But, you know, there'll be times where they're pulling in the belt. Um, and so it's it's a difficult, um, you know, I think that people who are lucky enough to... Um, be able to do jobs where they don't ever have to deal with those kinds of things that I think that you're you should consider yourself lucky um, I don't think that you should um, look at other people who may be doing jobs that are not a quote-unquote vegan jobs or whatever and judge them because um, you know maybe it's I mean it would be nice if we could all um, say that we would refuse to do those jobs um, and you know maybe there'll be a point in the, in the world where you know in the, in the in the future generations where you know people can enough people will not do the jobs and well, hopefully the jobs won't even be there because the industries won't be there but right now um i think there are a lot of people who are struggling with these things on a daily basis i mean it's highly unlikely that there are vegans working in slaughterhouses you know but i certainly would would imagine that there are some you know starving vegans in new york city you know working in maybe restaurants so if anybody's going through those things, I hope that you're dealing with it okay. I find it hard to deal with. The last job I had at this last, um, where I was working at the corporate headquarters for a big airline, I was a receptionist, and, um, you know, mostly I just had to answer the phone, and it was very boring, but I was very relieved I didn't have to order any catering, and I don't have to make anybody coffees and pour the milk into the jugs um, because I had to do that in my last job I had to get the milk and I had to put it in the in the jugs and boy I don't know about you guys but I'm sometimes I'm I'm kind of inside I'm I'm I'm, I'm uh, there's voices come you know inside of me and I don't you know I don't say anything to them I don't say anything to them like you know do you know that this milk is, comes from a tortured animal and that you should consider that and that you should go vegan and all this stuff I just pour the milk and say here's your coffee and I walk away and I leave um I really do and um I mean sometimes uh sometimes I wonder if I if I'm anywhere near as brave as I should be um
because, uh, well, I don't even know if that's the right word. If you really think about what we're trying to do, uh, well, what we're trying to educate people about, this, we, it's just an incomprehensible amount of unbelievably violent death and torture. Uh, and then, you know, for me to be all like, well, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to make these people not offer me this temp position again. It's it's tough, and I I I just want to say to anybody who's listening who is working at a job where they have to um, deal with things directly, where they may be working for a company that deal. I mean, there's a lot of people who write to vegan freaks about this as well. They they get a lot of people asking their advice, um, as I'm sure all of you know who listen, and they get a lot of people writing saying, you know, I'm the you know I have this really great job and stuff, but he's you know, but they want me to organize the the corporate dinner function for Christmas, and it's all up to me. And then she this I remember this one thing. This girl was in a, in a dilemma. You know, what do I do? I, mean, I don't want to order these birds. I don't want to order these, you know, these these animals. I'm a vegan, but my boss has told me if that's what I have to do. I mean, that's he's, he, you know, I don't know exactly what happened. I don't know if she, we don't know the end of it. But there, there, there are people facing these kinds of decisions all over the world every day. And unless you are, unless you're aware of why they, why it's a big deal to them, the other people don't understand why, why it's such a big deal. I mean, if you were um, a Jew, and you were working for a company that had lampshades made out of, you know, the human skins from the. Jews in the in the concentration camps is one of the gimmicks that they came up with there during that whole thing. Um, yeah, you would understand what you know what we what we go through when our boss tells us to go order the ham sandwich platter for our you know corporate guests or or whatever it is. Um, it's it's a daily it's a daily. Um, I mean, it reinforces the, the fact that I want this all to change, but there are times where I. I I don't know if I am doing enough. I don't know if I'm saying enough. Um, and maybe other people in that position would turn around and say, the milk's in the fridge. I'm not going to get the milk because I'm a vegan and I'm ethically opposed to using milk. Um, the way that somebody could turn around and say, I'm a Muslim, um, I'm ethically opposed or religiously opposed, I guess you would say, to, to pork, so I'm not going to um, bring your ham sandwiches over to you. That would be absolutely fine. I mean, people wouldn't, uh, I mean, they might mutter about it and be all prejudiced about it, but it's it's certainly accepted. Um, maybe maybe uh, that's something I need to work on. Maybe we need to start getting people to pick up on that. Um, we have to, um, you know, it has to be in a way where they respect us. I mean, I want people to realize why, uh, why it bothers me so much. Um, not because I'm a weirdo or because I think that they're weird or because I'm trying to, you know, because uh, I'm trying to make a scene or anything like that. I mean, if I could just get people to understand how much of a real serious issue it is, a real ethical, moral, daily decision. Um, so I, I've, I need to work on that in the places that I work. I tell everybody I'm vegan, but I think I will try it out. I might try it out. I might say, see what they say. Say, look, um, do you know what a vegan is? Well, you know, it's actually really important to me. Um, 
you know, I'll, I'll try to figure out some way of doing it so that they look at me with respect and say, oh, that's really, um, you know, that's really admirable and I can really see your point. I want people to say, oh, well, I perfectly understand that. That's absolutely understandable. Um, of course, you don't have to go and, and, and get the milk um, out of the fridge uh, for us. Um, uh, we perfectly respect that. You know, that, that's where I would like to, I would like to be able to get to that level. So I'm working on it. I'm working on it, um, and, um, well, we'll see. Anyway, I feel like I've kind of been drifting lately and stuff, so sorry if I'm kind of all over the place. Maybe I have been from the beginning. Um, I just want to thank you for listening, and um, also please uh, listen to... Uh, Colleen, because apparently uh, this woman has a way with words, and I definitely am going to be listening and making notes. <laughs> um, so, thank you everybody for listening and uh, for leaving really positive comments. And there was a comment that somebody left, and I'll just briefly mention where they said, uh, you know, and uh, that I often, I think they, that the the impression that, that that they gave was that I I kind of emasculating animals in a way, or um, I just um, they, they they the comment that they left was that animals are they, you know they are they uh, left to their own devices they are extremely powerful and self-sufficient and and wonderfully able to cope and yeah I totally agree I mean animals uh, non-human animals when left to their natural ways are wonderfully strong independent creatures and I, I definitely do recognize that um, so please don't 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 think that I don't. Um, However, I, I would just say that the power that we have over the domestic animals' lives is, is uh, absolute, and um, that's why I'm opposed to all domestication. Next week, I'll talk. I want to talk a little bit about why I personally am opposed to companion animals. Um, I've mentioned it a little bit before, and obviously, if you want to know why other people are, you know, a lot of people feel that way. Um, Gary Francione is the first person that I heard speak about that and I'm going to talk a little bit about my reaction to it and why I feel that way. Um, I totally agree with him um, about that because of very logical reasons. They're all very, very logical reasons and um, and I hope they make sense to you the way they do to me and I'll try to present them that way. So thank you so much for listening and I'll be back next week.